right. <laughs> Hello, I'm Eagle. Eagle Gardens. Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram. And this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle. This is episode 164. Have an amazing guest for you today on our hump day. Somebody that we've all come to fucking know and respect. I'm lucky enough to call him a friend. Med Grower 1, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent, bro. Thanks for uh, inviting me back on again. I always I always enjoy chatting with you and hanging out with you as always, my friend. So let's let's get into it, man. Let's just talk about whatever. Well, you know, it, it is an honor to have you on the show. Uh, you mean, you've been doing this forever, forever, it seems like. And uh, you just seem to keep stepping up the game. You don't uh, you're not one of those that feel like, oh, man, I've already covered this. You know what I mean? You just keep on finding a way to uh, cover it with a better camera and, you know, a better smile and fucking, you know, just twist the information just enough a little bit for us to enjoy that much over again without making it uh, boring for yourself. And uh, that means a lot because a lot of people, you know, that have done what you've done has to do the one timers. Oh, I've did it. And that's, you know, I'm good enough with that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but uh, not you, my friend. I, I totally know what you're saying, and, and it is a challenge to, I guess what I want to say is uh, stay relevant, uh, especially with the younger crowd, to try to stay relevant for them, um, try to keep being creative with the content. I mean, you know, once we hit a, a certain part, we kind of just, we're kind of going back over things that we've talked about, but maybe they're more updated you know, a more modern updated type of thing. So um, yeah, yeah, I definitely keep trying to um, think of new ways to reinvent myself over here with content and to stay relevant. So it can be a challenge. And I do think about those things when I, I am making videos because, um, you know, if you're not relevant to what's going on in the game now, then it, nobody cares. So, you know, I do my best. I, try to stay relevant as much as possible. You absolutely do find a way to uh, step it up and make it interesting again. You've came a long way, brother, a long way. I've watched you for, I think, well, I don't want I can't say from the first episode, but damn near, man, damn near. And do you ever go back and watch some of the first ones just to, you know, see how far you came? Because as somebody on the other end, it's a mile, dude. It's a fucking mile. <laughs> I have because, um, I mean, like, if you look at my, like, uh, we'll just say videos today that I've been recently putting out the last few months, you can go back six, seven, eight months, and you can tell I made a change from the way I make videos. And that's just because of the way algorithm is the way that all works now what's working on youtube that you see with other people so yeah i have done that i have gone back and watched some of my old videos and a lot of my old videos were just straight up me walking in into the grow room camera in hand and just talking there was really no not much editing at all just uploading the video putting it out there and you know back then people liked that I think people are looking for a little more entertainment nowadays. 
So yeah, as time's gone along, yeah, I've, I've bought like my cameras over there. I've bought better cameras, better computer. This computer right here is my first MacBook Air. So it has better editing software on it. It's just kind of built more for photo editing and videoing than like your average PC. Now, don't get me wrong, you can get all that software too, but it kind of comes ready to go. Um, iMovie's on here, so it's a great software to start with, especially if you're looking to jump over into like Photoshop and stuff like that, because it'll get you used to that type of, of video editing. Uh, most of my video editing for years and years, you guys, was before I didn't do any video editing, I just used, uh, I used Windows Movie Maker for like years, but it's limited you know, with the editing and the layering and adding different things that I've learned, you know, just over these last few years and picking people's brains that make videos better than me, uh, years of talking to Vader and, and picking his brain at how he did videos and why he thinks they work better than maybe the style that I was doing. So yeah, I, I've changed things. I've, I've gone to a voiceover style um, but I've even mixed it up lately with a voiceover and not voiceover, a little music, not music. So I, I'm trying to change it up a little bit, um, adding graphics in, into the videos. So, yeah, I think we all evolve as time goes. I mean, I never went to school for none of this stuff, dude. I, I'm all soft taught. Um, all the info's on YouTube. If you guys want to learn how to edit videos and make better YouTube videos, it's all on YouTube. And even the analytics part of the youtube studio if, if you're a creator if you're just starting to get in you know what i'm talking about eagle it helps you it it tells you like when your subscribers are on watching when the best time is to release videos and, and different things so a lot of things have come a long ways not only for me changing video style and software and, and stuff like that but youtube has changed not necessarily for the better <laughs> you know but they've added some tools to creators to help you make uh, uh, better videos. And, you know, I, I, I don't like their new algorithm style. It kind of hurts guys like you and me that do cannabis stuff because it kind of automatically kind of knocks us down into their algorithm, which keeps us out of their, you know, suggestive video boxes or recommended videos. And recently I've kind of figured out how to get back into that to stay into that algorithm. And a lot of it's the style of video you're making. YouTube recognizes that. They recognize the thumbnails that you're using. And it, it automatically, they start putting you into their suggestive category when you start doing stuff like that. So it's been a lot of things, a lot of learning. And uh, yeah, I do watch my old videos and I think they're awful. <laughs> I watch my old ones. I'm like, oh my God, I talked like such a tool. Um, you know, I had a real monotone voice. I didn't have probably like my personality comes out more nowadays than probably it, it, it ever did because I'm a lot more comfortable. You know, I can talk to people. I can live stream with people. I can shake your hand at events. I'm not afraid to, to talk. So, uh, you know, and that helps when you're a creator, right? I mean, if you're a person that can bring the conversation to people and can keep it going and you got kind of a personality, you know, too, that goes along with it, that, that helps a lot too. So, um, yeah, yeah, I have watched my old videos, dude, and, and I don't like them, <laughs> not that much. I definitely like the newer videos I make. So that was a great question, Eagle. So, 
man I, you know I, that's another thing a lot of uh youtubers that uh, took the time to do all that videos uh and still do don't get credit for man that editing takes up more time than it takes to shoot the fucking video <laughs> that's why that's why i do this format in the way it is because i there is no way i'm going back and editing this stuff you know what i mean it's you know what you can done yeah you you brought up <laughs> you brought up another great point of being a creator, not necessarily just YouTube, but Instagram and all that editing takes time. And it really does because the old style videos, boom, film it, upload it, slap it on YouTube, call it a day, right? We off to doing whatever we do. Now the style of videos that I make now where they're all edited, chopped up, it takes me a week to film a film a video and put all these clips together um, sometimes even longer than that. Um, it does take a lot longer, even my wife. I mean, the latest video that I put out, the last one I just put out a few days ago, that took me 10 hours, 10 hours of going through all the video, picking out the footage that I want to use, chopping it all up, slowing it down, slow motion, adding a voiceover, you know, just totally editing it. And yeah, it, it does. It takes a long time. And sometimes I'll have videos filmed and I just can't get to the editing because of normal life takes up time. And I know that I'm sitting down for eight, nine, 10 hours to edit up a video now. And now that kids are back in school, at least my kids are back in school here in the area that I'm at. I know some of the schools around here aren't, everyone's not all back in, but that has helped because the older kids go off to school now my younger kids go over to grandma's three, four days a week. So now I can get in and do the editing and, you know, some more stuff. So yes, it takes a very long time if you want to put together a production edited video of your garden. It, it does. It really, it really does. It does. Um. And it shows you've uh, stepped it up over the years, man. The, the uh, production quality is on point these days. On point. I, I appreciate it as a viewer, that's for sure. One of the other things that I'm running into, you guys, when you're making videos is finding uncopyrighted music. If you're somebody that wants to add a uh -oh. little bit of music to the background, you have to find uncopied copyrighted music is a challenge there are a few websites out there they'll let you pluck a few different songs or whatever from their website but generally they want you to pay for that shit they want you to pay for it to get the uncopyrighted stuff now here's another thing i've ran into doing that where i have paid for that service a year later those mute those uncopyrighted songs that you put in your video are now copyrighted so what YouTube do, they pick up on that and they monetize that shit and they say, okay, this artist is getting money and you're next to getting nothing. So, I mean, that has happened, but that is probably one of the other big challenges because most of the uncopyrighted music out there, you have to pay for that service to get it. But there are a few sites out there where you can get a few decent songs or you know, music for your background. So that can be a challenge too. <laughs> That's a huge challenge. I mean, out of 
that's got more of my videos taken down than anything is music right there yep. you know uh one was uh and it, you know i've met I, i've learned a valuable lesson from that shit right there because as you know i do have some pretty long shows the guest yeah. doesn't always go the full distance and then i go into usually what we call the rabbit hole these days which is like the after show and i'll sometimes play music almost like some cool style the way i see you've done it over the years fucking this hang out and chat and shit and then i fucking fuck up play the wrong song and then that episode gets struck down that happened with wolverine man i mean that was a great episode and then just because i was stupid enough to continued the episode and play the wrong song it got struck down i had to go back through talk about work and scrub out like four songs out of it to get them to re-air it and that took you know freak that took like two weeks in time to get it all doctored up one song at a time so it could re-air after that after that whole mess i see what i did and then like so nowadays if the guest doesn't go the, the full episode i just cut it short as soon as they're done I cut it off, say thank you, good night. I'm going to the rabbit hole, see you in five minutes. That way that episode isn't, I don't, I'm not stupid enough to fuck it up. I can respect the person that came on and I'm not endangering their episode. Uh, that's, tough that's lesson learned the hard way. Totally, <laughs> because you know you don't want an episode like the Wolverine Grower episode gone over, over a song. So I think that is a great move by you really because um, the songs are a big problem. Um, they can get you shadow banned. That, that's happened to me most of 2020. I have been shadow banned because I was doing the songs and playing the music like Subby was doing. And um, Instagram shadow banned me. As a matter of fact, I've been unshadow banned from Instagram now for probably a little over a month, but still YouTube has me shadow banned. And what I mean by that is, is they didn't take the right away from me to live stream. What they did is they took the notifications away from me. Yeah, I can go ahead and start a live stream, but they're not sending out the notifications to my followers. I'll literally start a lot and it's gone on all summer. I'm hoping after 90 days, they, they give it back to me and I can come back to doing live streams on YouTube. That's a lot of the reasons why I haven't been live. That is the reason why I haven't been live streaming on YouTube is because they do they did that to me because I was playing the songs. So hopefully after the 90 days, I'll be able to come back on and I'm going to do like you. I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately I got to cut out the music because if I have a great live stream and we touch on a lot of great topics and people learn some things from that and it's wiped away because of a song, you're sitting there like you going, Jesus Christ, man, I got Wolverine on here and they just axed it because, because of a, you know, a song and, and, it, and it could be gone because you know, Wolverine usually comes with a lot of info. So, <laughs> you know, he comes with a lot of info. So to have that show taken away, uh, that episode, I would have been pretty upset. I'd have been doing just what you did, scrubbing all that stuff off, chopping it all up and putting it back out so they can, uh, so people can get that info. So yeah, man, there's a lot of challenges out there nowadays for us. You know, the, the new person starting a YouTube channel, you know, take into consideration our experiences here. And uh, that way you won't get your stuff shadow banned because this, this shadow banning now that these platforms do is a bunch of bullshit. And they slap your hand a little bit and YouTube puts you in a 90 day lockout. And I'm lucky that they just 
took away the notifications and they didn't strike me or anything like that. So, but I'm hoping here, I haven't tried it in a few weeks. I'll try it again, but hopefully it comes back. I mean, it's just depressing because I would rather stream on YouTube than Instagram. And that's because I know more people will tune in on YouTube. You know, it makes more sense. More people will tune in on YouTube. Instagram, I'm around 100, 100 people when I stream. I'm 200, 300 when I do uh, YouTube. So, yeah, you know, this, this whole punish thing, I just, I just don't like it. I think there should be new guidelines and rules for internet platforms and uh, even for our news media. So I think there's all kinds of new rules that should come out. I'm not all about taking away freedom of speech, but uh, I think you should, uh, I think the freedom of speech law should apply to these private platforms like YouTube, Facebook, and all of them. It's not fair that it, that it doesn't because then that gives them control to take off whatever they want and censor and do whatever they want. And yeah, I agree. We should have some sort of guidelines of, you know, to protect the children and, and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think uh, freedom of speech should, should rightfully so be on the platforms. They shouldn't be protected from being private, you know, because we're all private citizens, right? And we all have the right to have freedom of speech. So private company should allow their influencers to have freedom of speech. So and if you don't like what you're watching, turn it off people it's that simple just like if you don't like the fool you're listening to just unfollow them it's just that easy so yeah yeah look at that i think all the shit planning all that just needs to go away just go away we're not children you know i'm not here to be punished <laughs> So what are you smoking on over there, man? Well, since you just uh, brought that up, I'll see if I can tune the camera in down here a little bit. Yeah, we'll go all the way. Why not? So I got my cool little rig here next to my sweet ass microphone. And I got That's this from Pedro. I bought this from uh, Pedro's glass room. A couple, I got a couple two piece new pieces there. But uh, I've not been the biggest dabber over the years. I, I still, when I died, just bury me with flowers. You know, I'm a flower guy probably to the end, but uh, don't get me wrong. I like doing dabs here and there. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take some of Pedro's primal punch here. If you guys follow Pedro and his Instagram and all that, and he does these sweet presses squishes if i get that to zoom in and this is primal punch and uh he does a fantastic job it tastes so damn good you guys i wish i could share it all with you guys but uh <sighs> i can't <laughs> it's funny because i do remember you not being much of a dabber through the years and it's funny oh, no. to sit there and yeah. see that to be your first weapon tonight you know <laughs> yeah, I, hit the, I, hit, I hit the flower piece first right <laughs> so i All hit right. that first a couple of times because i come out and did a dab the other night i think i hit it four times big big old hits and well you know i was in the house spinning around in circles you know in my head it hit me pretty heavy 
So I was like, whoa. So that's probably hot enough, I'd assume. That's the thing, me trying to get used to how hot to heat the banger. You can see I didn't clean it up very good, it's still steaming. I'm pretty lazy on that myself. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of times I end up talking too much. Yeah, you definitely knocked it out of the park with the primal. That's for sure. Oh yeah, that that was um well that was luck, my friend. <laughs> no, I mean I took I had a really great mail of the banana punch. And you know, I had to killer cut a gorilla glue, the official gorilla glue, so I was like, man, this has to be awesome, right? He's so good, Pedro, which I'll be doing his show too. <laughs> but yeah, I had a, a great male and I had the Gorilla Glue cut and I was like, man, these two flavors have just got to hit it off because Banana Punch was frosty. Gorilla Glue is frosty and has a crazy unique musky flavor, you know, that whole thing. And uh, so you add the fruitiness to it and boom, we got Primal Punch. And I still prefer the F1s. I mean, there's so many phenos you can get out of there. The glue leaners, the banana leaners, the mix. Um, so, yeah, we hit it out. I found another great female pheno. It's the one I currently have. Um, it's actually the one Pedro has and that he does all his squishes. If you guys, you know, you follow Pedro, if his primal, what you see him squishing is the same cut I have of my F2. So, um He's got a super frosty pheno, and he has gets great returns on it, and it tastes so good. <laughs> you know, I haven't talked to Pedro since uh, since that. I when I had him on the show way back when, God, it seems like it's hard to believe it's been that long now. Uh, he hadn't popped it yet. I'm like, do you have it? And he's like, Yeah, I have it. Of course, I have it. He was still running the one F1. Yeah, I'm like, dude you're gonna want to fucking run too i mean it is fucking delicious he's like yeah i'm like fucking yeah for real that so i'm i did the same thing to Fagroli too i i asked him the same thing when i had him on the show i was like dude if you've got f2 you you're gonna want to throw those as an extractor you're gonna want to throw those in like yesterday he was like well, i was gonna wait on those i said i wouldn't wait on those I, I, I really wouldn't wait on those. <laughs> I would throw them in immediately. Yeah, for Grilly, <laughs> Grilly ran his. Uh, Pedro ran his F1s. And then maybe it was after he talked to you, he hit me up and he's like, what's up with the F2s? And uh, so we got together and I hooked him up with the F2 Mica. I gave him one of my clones. So that's, that's what he has. Um, she can be a little lanky. She can stretch a little bit, but... The nugs are just out of this world and the return is really good and he's loving it and he keeps running it. We see him and Dizzy smoking it all the time. So yeah, he's got that. Um, speaking of Fagroli, I just gave him a nice, nice pile 
of packs of seeds of, of my genetics to go through. I gave him the garlic punch. I gave him the smashed cake. And I gave him the gelato cross, excuse me, which I'm currently gotten seedlings right now. So told him not to run that yet. Let me run it a little bit before he starts running it through his his garden. So, so yeah, he's gonna run the. Uh, <laughs> I can, huh? I believe I got that. I believe I got that same speech. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's here's what it is, you guys. And, and you know, you you ended up popping the uh, wedding cake primal punch cross before I really wanted you to. But as I started thinking about it, I was like, hey, you know what? That's a good idea to have Eagle and me just both kind of running it at the same time. That way we we both got it at the same time. And we're ahead of the rest of the guys, right? So we're ahead of the rest of the guys. And that's what I like. Um, that was one thing that Vader said to me when it comes to being a, a, a breeder um, and having testers. It's a great idea to either completely run that cross first or to be in flower before you hand it out to your testers. You know, that way you're ahead. That way you're seeing what's going on. That way you might be catching something early. Give the testers a heads up. Hey, if you see this, let me know. You know, this this whole type of thing. So it really all kind of made sense to me. So that's that's kind of why that's why I do that. And um, generally, I only send them out one pack at a time for a tester. But this time, since it, all the guys keep testing for me, the same guys, I sent everybody out, all the testers that we're going to go through in 2020, right? So I didn't have to mail it all out again. You know, that that's really why I did, did what I did. And I, I sent everybody, you know, all the tester strains for 2020. So... But the cool thing is, is you're going to start seeing guys posting more garlic punch because I was way ahead of them on that. Um, you're going to start seeing, and, and I gave everybody the green light to uh, pop the wedding cake cross, which now I'm calling smashed cake. Um, I like that. I think that's a cool ass name. And uh, right now, I only got probably three weeks left to flower and they look insane. I mean... I think the strain is going to be another hitter like Primal Punch. I think people are going to like it. Um, the two strains mixed together are, are just, you know, like I was telling my uh, my buddy Wayne, today we got in and one of the phenos, I touched it, smelt it, smelt pine. The next pheno I touched, smelt fruit all day. So right there, I got a piney earthy and I got a fruit. And it's a wedding cake and Primal Punch cross. So. It's, it's going to be cool. And it'll be, I love it when the testers, when you guys start showing me, you know, stuff that you guys got, because it's always interesting to see, especially with the F1s. And um, so right now, everything I got, uh, I got, I got one that's super stretchy and, and a total mag whore, but the nugs look fire on it. And all the other ones look fire too. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like how Primal Punch was. Everything was just frosty and looking crazy funky. Well, the pine interests me there, brother. That really interests me. I don't, my, uh, I have the, the smash, or, uh, the gar, was it, is it, we're calling it, uh, garlic, smashed garlic, right? Is that smashed what we're calling it? Cake. Smashed cake. Sm the wedding smashed cake. Punch 
crust is called smashed cake. And the other one's garlic punch, is that what it is? Yeah, the other one's GMO crossed with primal punch, so it's called garlic punch. I got both of them. Uh, uh, actually, if it were just a few minutes more, maybe an hour, perhaps, <laughs> uh, you'd be able to see them, man. But they are mine are both beautiful. I'm hoping to get that pine out of the uh, smash cake. That sounds freaking amazing. But both of them are beautiful plants. Uh, the the smash garlic. I mean, when it was in veg, was garlicky. I mean, super garlic. There was no question which one of those were what. I mean, they, they stunk in veg. And uh, it's interesting to see them in flower. I got uh, the ones behind me are three, three and a half weeks in. And then I have some just bushes of the smash cake over there in the HPSs. And uh, they're week, week and a half in, but they're just complete bushes worked out nice man I, I can't i'm stoked to see what i get out of that it's gonna yeah. be fire i'm sure no letdowns yet that's for damn sure no letdowns yet and that's one thing uh, i want to point out uh med while we're talking about testers and stuff uh you've got an amazing group of testers uh which is key you know what i mean uh when you are throwing them seeds out there that someone that does respect you group of people when they tell when you tell them to stay back on that shit that they're like okay yeah sorry or uh, people that you're not you know you can trust that aren't gonna run out there and fucking uh do stupid shit with your gear before it is released yeah uh, we've seen that happen in the industry before yes and and when when you come testing for me Here's, there's some rules. And, and I think if you're going to be a tester for a breeder, you should have some sort of restrictions and some sort of rules. And, and really, here's the deal. Do not give no cuts out to no one until testing is complete and it is released to the public. After that, you guys can give out cuts until your freaking eyes fall out of your head. I don't care. But respect the testing and me and please don't hand out cuts to no one until we're done through the, the testing. Um, I actually think it should be like a year after fucking release. After, you know, after the release and long enough that people have time to grow it out for themselves and start passing cuts to where, you know what I mean? Maybe just short of that, you know what I mean? Where it could be out there anyway, you know what I mean? Maybe give the team a little bit of an advance there, but not, you know anything before that then you're kind of shortening seed sales a little bit i would think if the fucking zones are out I yeah I, well there's uh, guys are concerned with that and i have thought about that in the past and as of right now it to me it hasn't affected it affected nothing i i don't want to act like you know i got a whole lot of crazy uh, you know crazy rules um but you know there are some and i think the giving out the clones, uh, not trying to work the gear yourself while we're going through testing, meaning starting your own breeding program. Um, that that's, that's another, you know, rule. Um, so really, those are really the only main, main rules that, that I have. Um, and the, if I give you all the packs, you have to stay with what we're going through first. You know, like I started the garlic punch 
And I tell the homies, hey, Eagle, run the garlic punch. We'll run the wedding cake cross next. And then we'll hit the gelato cross after that. All right, buddy. Okay, man. Month later. I hey, got it. We- look at my seedlings, man. He's got garlic punch and the wedding cake. <laughs> oh, like, no, no, no. In clarity, in clarity here. You said <laughs> GMO first. You didn't say yeah. hold off on the others. But when I got the message, you never seen another post about the wedding cake, did you? I never uh, no. ever once you told me to lay back, I never ever posted another picture. He did. And and then as the weeks went on, I was like, Yeah, you know what? That's when I told the other guys, I said, Look, guys, if you guys got room, you know, go ahead. Let's let's get this wedding cake going. That's what I told I said, Hey, Eagle's got it going. He's ahead. He's about where I'm at with the whole thing. Um, you guys, if you got room, go ahead and crack them. I know a few of the guys did, and some of the guys are just now cracking them. Um, but let me tell you what. Being a tester, if you want to be a true, real tester for a breeding company, it's not easy. And the reason why I say it's not easy is because not only do you got your own thing going on, maybe taking care of patients and stuff like that, this is a whole nother thing. You got to have more space for it. You got to have more lights for it. You got to have more nutrients for it. You got to have more time for it, you know, and always cracking seeds can be kind of a chore you know it's not the hardest thing to crack a bunch of seeds but when you got to really focus on them pay attention to them watch the growth because people want data and to have the space and the time and the care and the attention it it can be challenging Um, especially if you already have seedlings going or or if you have your whole year planned and you got all these you know packs of seeds out like like right now i got a pack of seeds laying out because i've been pondering this pack of seeds because this is Chernobyl and I wanted to crack some Chernobyl because I bought these seats from sub and I want to crack them I'm disappointed it's only five I'd like to have more than that but maybe I roll the dice and something comes out of it and it's awesome and that's the chance we all take so you know I got a lot of just throwing this out there if you're thinking a little bit of uh TGA the dank and uh, you'd like to play around a little bit with the weed community, the, the cannabis community, I shouldn't have said weed community, the cannabis community. Uh, I've gotten with uh, some of the original weed nerds and uh, scored a bunch of gear. I don't know if you caught that, but uh, I'm doing a grow along here. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm actually giving out some packs just to uh, you know, kind of get the community growing a little bit and uh, a little bit of a memory for self there. Uh, I'm giving out, I have, uh, well, the jelly beans all gone, but I still have a, a bunch of Agent Orange and uh, Sangria that I'm passing out to the community. And uh, we're going to dry actually uh, the sink date on that. You know, you can drop them whenever you want them, as long as you're going to drop them. But yeah, we're hoping to drop them as a group on the 29th. September 29th on his birthday. I'm going to fucking do a little, uh, you know, birthday special for my buddy there and uh, drop his gear and start to grow off. You know, what better way to honor the man on his birthday is, you know, free seeds like he would have, he was well known for. And, uh, you know, some strains that he uh, kicked off his whole fucking thing off with. So I thought that would be 
really cool. But if you're interested, I'd be more than happy to send you some Agent Orange or the Sangria if you wanted to play along. I have Jeff. Tenero, I was going to say, not to cut you off, Eagle. I'm sorry about that. I was definitely wanting to find something that Sub worked on for me to work with. A true sub string, not one that was affiliated with the TGA from the other guys. They're all great and all that, but I wanted a true sub cool strain. If I was going to cross anything, that's I wanted a strain that he actually made and did and worked on. So that's what I've been thinking about lately. Um, and some other projects because I, I bought, man, I spent well over a thousand dollars this year in 2020 on seeds. You know, I buy seeds too. I, you know, I want people to know that, you know, I buy seeds too. Do I buy everybody's seeds? No, I am highly selective. I look at what the crosses are. I look who's working on it and who they are and, you know, stuff like that. So yes, I buy seeds too. And this year I bought probably about $1,500 worth, worth of seeds from a bunch of different uh, breeders. And uh, yeah, so and I haven't bought seeds like that in a large quantity in probably two to three years. So I was also adding some new new to the vault and I was looking for possible stuff to work with. Plus I bought some feminized seeds because I haven't ran any fem seeds in a long time and I got nothing against running fem seeds and uh, why not? So I picked out some stuff. I got some in-house genetic stuff I was gonna run and uh yeah and i've just had some subby stuff laying around for a while and uh i reached in there and i found looked at this one the other day and i thought about it for a while and it's just kind of sat here <laughs> and it hasn't gone back in the vault yet so yeah that's just what i've been thinking about lately with seeds and uh you know let alone still trying to find elite clones you know that's another thing if you're breeding um, you're wanting to find some elite stuff, you know, that not everyone has or, you know, something unique anyways. And that's the only cool thing about being a tester, right, Eagle? You get to be the guy that's kind of like, or girl, that's like nana, nana, boo, boo. I got the, this new strain and you ain't going to see it for 10 months to a year, <laughs> you know, and you're the guy that's already got it and probably brought it to market and and before anyone so that is kind of cool i experienced that myself when i did some testing for sin city seeds and um some other companies so that that is kind of cool to say you have something that other people don't have so shit that's really cool and it is because you're smoking this and they're like what is this and you're like yeah this stuff you won't even hear about for another year or two but <laughs> it's good good you go ahead and hit it and say you're one of the first people to try it right there <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about there i just want to address uh, i forgot who it was back in chat that we're asking uh smash cannabis what the strains uh agent orange is orange velvet times jack's cleaner times space queen and the sangria is uh vintner's moonshine times space queen both of them are really good crosses I mean, cut you off there, man. So, uh, I guess my next question for you uh, it would be: uh, So, who were some of your uh, influences, both uh, early on growing cannabis and uh, 
influences that may have uh, directed you a little bit in your breeding? Uh, well, when I first started growing, I was immediately attracted to hydroponics. And um, so I, I made this, got some Rubbermaid totes, right? And I made this double stacked Rubbermaid tote and had all kinds of perlite and shit in it. And I had some plants in it and I had a watering system, you know, this stupid little homemade thing I made back when we didn't have a law. I shouldn't even say that, you know, I was young. I was in an apartment. I was probably like the second place I had out on my own. And I had these little sad looking clones in this little thing. So um, it was really before YouTube and stuff too. So I had to rely on the books. And so that's when you find, you know, Jorge and, you know, all those guys, I, I was finding the books. And um, shortly after that, that's when the forums started becoming kind of popular, you know, and that's where you, you would, you would find Subcool would be in the forums back then running to him. Uh, Vader was on the forums back then. Um, a, a lot of guys. So I, I was looking for hydroponic stuff and how I even found out how to kill Pythium in DWC was, was through the forum. So eventually YouTube come along and that's when I started finding uh, other guys growing hydroponics like hydro hybrid. Um, he was doing the buckets kind of like when I was starting to get into it. So I really found his information unique and um, yeah, who else? Of course that's, you know, <clears throat> of course then I started finding all kinds of other people that's when I found Subcool had a YouTube page, you know, and um, yeah, that's that's probably it. You know, I was into the hydro. So, you know, that's how it all kind of really started for me. And I had to find some information. And that's where I started. I started with the books. I went to the forums. Then a few years later, you know, that's when YouTube and the Internet and, you know, all that really started coming out. And uh, but as for the breeding, um I just always took information in from guys like Subby and um, Vader and those guys. Um, I really picked their brains the, the, all those years that we were hanging out. And, uh, you know, I still hang out. I still hang out with those guys. It just hasn't been events, you know. I, I would still be hanging out with them. You know, we just haven't had events, you know. It sucks, right, because I'd have done seeing you already, Eagle, you know. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really probably who I picked brain in. You know, I had some wonderful chats with Subcool um, privately. It's nice to talk to him privately away from social media and just on the phone and picking his was picking his brain was great back then. And, and same with Vader. You know, I had a lot of one on ones with him, too. And, you know, just other guys that you run into, you know, at events that you start talking to, you know. So, yeah, I mean, Man, I forget that dude's name that was with, uh, uh, he was with DNA, hell, Crockett. I talked to him one time at the Michigan Cup. Crockett was there, and, you know, uh, he's part of the DNA family. And uh, he gave me lots of great info on what it's like to have a medical market and what to expect as a uh, caregiver or grower, you know, how it would affect you financially and stuff. He really went into it. I mean, you know, cause he experienced it, you know, and, uh, 
he was right. <laughs> Everything that happens, you know, when, when, when it all come in, the medical come in, what happened? It becomes more readily available. The prices start to come down, you know, stuff like that. And he was right all about it. He said after about three, four years, it would stabilize and come back up. And, you know, basically people would realize, you know, craft cannabis, cannabis versus commercial cannabis versus outdoor cannabis, people would eventually be getting educated on what's better, you know, like beers, for instance. You know, there's different grades of beers. So, and he's right. So he's right because um, prices have come back up. You know, if you got the quality and um, the potency and everything that everyone's looking for. If you don't, then you pay accordingly. You know, so this is how it is. And it was really cool to talk to those types of people. And, you know, especially he's a breeder. And I was interested then. I picked his brain about that. So, yeah, you know, it's kind of cool to get out. And I encourage you guys, too, that are even thinking about it. If you're even thinking about doing YouTube stuff, just get out. Go to, to the events. Don't be afraid to talk to the breeders or the uh, glass makers or the uh, hash makers, you know, ask them the questions. Uh, most of the time, they will give you the info, you know, free. So, got to go. And it's been very unfortunate this year that, that we haven't been able to have our events and see our friends and catch up and, you know, hopefully we will. I think things will get back, hopefully. I know I'm snuck in a couple already. I'm, I know I'm going to be hitting it. Uh, I, I told Buddy I'd mention it anyway. The Clio Cup there and uh, Clio, the uh, what is it? It's a uh, Clio Cultivations Cup, which is on the 25th, 26th of this month. But he says there's still plenty of room for entries. But uh, yeah, I went to his 710 event. I snuck down there and it was. I, I said it the day at the day of and the day after. It was so nice to go hang out with. I know the, you know the scare with the mass and all that bullshit, but it wasn't that day. I, I was terrified of that on the way down. I, you know, it's a it's a call for me to come down, and on the way down, I'm thinking, man, is this gonna be some ultra weird mask event? And I got down there, and it wasn't, man. It was just it was a smaller event, but you know. It was normal. Everybody was normal. <laughs> no mask. It was, you know, as close as we could get it to a cannabis you know, event. And it, it just, it felt good to get out of lockdown and just hang out with the community for a short period. And, uh, and I was thankful for it. That's for sure. I bet. I, and, and that's the thing. There, there has still been the smaller events. Still, I've seen some of them still go off. I wish there was one I wish I would have went to. Uh, but yeah, it, it is nice to get out and listen, man, we went camping the 4th of July. There's no social distancing going on, dude. We were around hundreds of people, fireworks, all that beach, swimming, touching. No one was cleaning, no playground, nothing, you know, because they would have to be out sanitizing all that playground equipment at that campsite, right? Because it's a big campsite we go to. It's a popular place. It sells out every 4th of July. 
it's hard to get in. You have to do years in advance. So it's, it was like normal, like any other 4th of July camping week. It was just like the same. And guess what? We're not sick. We didn't get sick. No one we was with got sick. No one that even went camping there got sick. So fucking whatever, man, with your corona bullshit. That's what I got to say anymore. That's what it all is. Yes, there's a virus out there. Yes, there's made people sick. But it's not. They, they've over-dramatized it. I'm convinced of it now. <laughs> I mean, to this point. I mean, it's just like, come on. So uh, ever since then, you guys, I ain't been wearing no mask, no nothing. Fuck all that shit. I don't. Nope. Nope. Yep, and I try not to go grocery shopping. Wife does that mostly nowadays. But uh, I feel bad for my kids because they got to go to school and they got to wear that shit all fucking day. And uh, to me, you're breathing in carbon monoxide all fucking day. I don't want to go off on a rant on this, though. <laughs> so on your show, though, dude. But, you know, I think enough's enough. The jig's up. It's all time to get back to work and get back to life. And let's move the fuck on. And, you know, whatever. <clears throat> So, uh, without letting the cat out of the bag too far, is there uh, any anything new that you've got your eye on that uh, you could be bringing it into the house to work with? Oh, no. Um, there's no particular cut right now that I'm trying to get. I'm sure there might be. I just am not aware of it yet. Um, there's one thing I'm excited about. Uh, I got the uh, new Scorpion light from HLG. We'll be here any day. I'm getting two of those. Um, we'll take down two of the 650Rs. So half my room will be the new Scorpion, and then half my room will be the 650Rs. So that, that I'm kind of pumped up about. Um, nothing new, like genetic-wise. I got a lot of packs. I think that's where I really was like, focusing my attention this year was to like kind of grow some stuff out and find some stuff myself type of thing um of course if i stumble across something or something falls into my lap like like a great cut like like the wedding cake cut i mean that's the jbz cut i mean that i got that and i thank that person a thousand times over because it's really nice it's excellent cut of wedding cake um and that's what i used to make my cross and it's showing you know because uh the genetics are coming out and it's super funky so uh that was uh quite unique and i thank that person a whole lot <laughs> for that because i know what that person went through to get it and uh, another cut as well and i know what that person paid and you guys, you know, I, uh, some of you guys out there that get upset about clones being 100, 200, 500, 600. I know guys paying 3,000, 2,500 for elite cuts. And they're paying it and not complaining about it. Um, now, these guys grow for a living. They make money. So their return is coming back and they know it, you know. Um, so in that aspect, if you're in that kind of business, maybe that type of payment for a clone makes more sense. 
as to oppose if you're just a medical private recreational grower, uh, that type of expense probably doesn't make a lot of sense. But there's plenty of great clones out there for great prices if you're just looking to get some clones. Man, I think you out of anybody on the uh, YouTube, you know, cannabis network there, I guess you could call it there. Yeah, I think you brand more uh, lights and LEDs than uh, I think anybody else on in the community. I think that's that's fair enough to say. Yeah, I will agree with you. You can call me a light whore, uh, whatever, whatever you want. That's fine. I don't get offended by that. But yeah, I have a history with the lights. Um, when you reach a certain status in social media or influencing, whether it's YouTube or Instagram, your emails become flooded with lighting companies are far, far the worst at flooding your um, emails with wanting you to take lights. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I've had nutrient companies too. I've had microbe companies. I've had, I've had pretty much everybody, not like everybody, but you know, in, in growing, most types of products have probably hit my email. Um, and there's lots of other guys the same way. I got lots of friends the same way. Their emails are all filled up. Um, and early on, when you're new to YouTubing or you got a smaller following or whatever, you get the lower type companies like, like Mars. Mars Lighting came to me and asked me, hey, would you run a light, blah, blah. Yes. I said, heck yeah, I was interested in LEDs at the time. I was running HPS. The whole LED thing was just kind of like coming onto the scene. Um, and I kind of was like a lot of you guys, you know, I didn't want to pull the trigger on that when I got a thousand watt or a 600 watt HPS just freaking blowing it out, right? I mean, you know, you're blowing it out with the 600 or a thousand HPS. I mean, it's no doubt about it, it still does. Um, you know, why spend that type of money on, on that? So yes, I, I went ahead and took a Mars light. The first couple I got from them, I didn't really like until they came out with like the Mars twos where they were the square trying to compete with the black dog LEDs. And that's exactly what they were trying to do. Um, they were trying to knock off that, um, but they had lesser diodes, wasn't the same quality, but still, it still grew. It did, it still grew you know, cannabis. Um, and it was more the blurple color, you know, how we've all kind of with the LEDs, they've kind of gotten away from that so much and kind of sprinkled it in now, not as much as it used to be. Well, it's because everybody's like kind of figured out the spectrum now, you know, you know, early on, you can't tell me that the Chinese knew the cannabis spectrum because you get your head whacked off over there for growing cannabis. I mean, they told me, you know, the severe punishment you know, when I've had conversations with them. Um, so how did they know the spectrum? You know, they didn't. They were just really copying what maybe American light makers were doing at the time or, or stuff. So yeah, I, I took them on early on and uh, I, I still have those videos up, you guys. And they grew cannabis and they still do. People ask me and their lights still do. They still will. Um, and they just resonate with a lot of people's pocketbooks compared to some of the other more what I call elite lights. And why I call them that is because they have 
you know, their, their components are made with, you know, the better chips, the better drivers, just the better metals, the better everything, you know, they're just, they're just a better light. They're, they're, you know, the spectrums are more dialed in for cannabis and just, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, there is a difference. And, you know, as time went on, I, I left Mars and, uh, man, I helped Mars sell a lot of lights. You guys, it's no joke, no joke. When I left Mars, I bet you they were crying over there, man, at that place, because really you guys, I did, I helped them sell, sell a lot of those Mars lights because they were affordable to some people, you know, you know, still you might think a $600 led lights, not affordable, which I can get that. I could agree with that. Um, but, uh, they were more in a lot more in people's pocketbooks and just some people are just interested in the LEDs and that's just what they like and want. Then I kind of went to Grower's Choice and Grower's Choice was um, not just Grower's Choice. They were more than just one company. They actually had a few different companies in the gardening industry. So that was really cool. And I liked the guys and I still like the guys today. If I went to a grow show, they were there. I would still go sit down and hang out with them and bullshit with them. And man, I've sat in my truck and smoked them the fuck out. <laughs> growers choice guys you know at, at an event in downtown detroit so um i try to keep friends with everyone i i really do because you never know who you're going to run into at the next event that works for a new company and boom there's a new opportunity you know for you and you know not only is it just growing uh, an income for me um the lighting and the nutrients and and all that and the branding that's an income for me too. That's a job. So, um, and that's available for everyone. You know, you guys can all do that too. I mean, you know, Floriflex didn't come to me. All I did was filled out a, uh, their, if you go to their website, they have, if you scroll down and you look to the bottom, they have um, Floriflex rep program. Anyone can fill that out. Anyone, anyone, you know, so they didn't come knocking on my door. I kind of went knocking on theirs and they accepted me as an affiliate into their affiliate program. Because basically if you have 2000 to 5,000 subscribers on YouTube or Instagram, they're going to welcome you into their affiliate program because it's worth it to them because you have a big enough view base that they're probably going to make some money. So that's how that happened. <laughs> if people ever really want to know, um, but of course, now I've formed a relationship with them and they know me and, you know, stuff like that. So that's how stuff works out. Um, but yeah, gross choice guys were great. Uh, I, the CMH lights, they still grow killer weed. Um, I'm just an LED dude and I love LED technology. And I hung out with those guys for a long time. And then they have an LED company and I ran some of their lights and, um, you know, they were all great and grew great buds too. Um, and then um, Grow Mouse hit me up. And when your friends come knocking and they got companies, you want to try to help them, right? So why not? Oh, yeah. If it's going to benefit you and him or them, why not? And that's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, I want to partner with my friends to grow and for us to grow in this community. And so, yes, I jumped on board Mouse and I had a great conversation. 
uh, miss him a lot, but he's, he's good, you guys. Um, and I was like, yes, absolutely. I'll jump on and chill with you. Basically let the growers choice dudes know, hey, you know, and, and that's what you do. You let the people know, hey, I'm leaving. You give them a heads up. Love you guys, but I want to go help a friend. Uh, maybe down the road, we'll work together again. So yeah, that's how that went. And then of course, Mouse uh, ended up leaving Chilled, which caught me by surprise. And he regretted that very much, you know, with me, apologized. And I told him, no worries. You do what you got to do. And I stayed with Chilled because Vitaly treated me very well and um, started working with them. And then that's around the exact same time when Mouse kind of left and I started talking with Vitaly. We started talking about video making. And that's just happened to be the same time I started kind of changing my style of videos and changing my thumbnails. Because thumbnails is a huge thing on YouTube. Huge. I don't know if you guys noticed that everyone has all these crazy ass fucking thumbnails now with all these crazy bright ass words popping in your face, arrows swooping around and pointing at different things. You know, that's all to get your attention to click on that. It's clickbait. It's 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 what it is, and, and it will just works. So yeah. So and then at that time, that's when, um, you know, things were going great with Chilled. I still love those guys. Their lights are awesome. They do not suck, you guys. They don't. Um, but it is a fact that the 650R is, is brighter than the X6. So that's that's true. Um, but that's when um, GML hit me up. And it was basically... I don't want to divulge this to it basically drove GML crazy to see me with, and we're friends, to see me with Chilled showing off the growth craft when he's business partnered financially with HLG. And he's like, oh my God, you know, he could be, you know, basically help me like I was with Mouse. And with Mouse gone from Chilled, uh, it ended up being a, a, an easier decision for me, even though it did take me a week to make the decision. Believe me, I talked to my wife about it. I talked to Wayne about it. I talked to my mom, my mom, you know, because I had a great thing going with Chilled. I really did, you guys. It's the truth. And, and I'm not out here to lie about anything. Um, it, it's the truth. I did have a great thing going. People were buying the lights. They were watching the content. Vitaly was happy. Vitaly was mad at me when I told him, you know, that I, I was uh, going to go to HLG and help my friends sell some lights. And he was mad. I felt bad. I really did. And I, I expressed that to him. I told him I totally understand. I, I would be mad too because that the last month's sales just from my discount code was – at that time, the most that I have ever helped a company make in one month, no matter what company it was, whether it was Floriflex or anybody I've ever worked with, that record was with Chill. And I was flabbergasted. And it was at the time that everybody was spending a lot of money in the cannabis business. At the same time, the Corona stuff was all going on. And it was just crazy. And uh, so it made it a very hard decision for me 
and I know it hurt Vitaly's feelings and I apologize and I still feel bad about it. I do, you guys. Um, but the deal that GML offered me, there's not one of you guys watching the show right now that would have turned it down. Not one of you. Not, not one. And I can't sit here and give you out the details of, of, of our legal deal with each other, with HLG and stuff like that. But it was definitely way, way more. It was a way more chance for me to make a lot more money in the lighting industry to where like I probably could live without this and make my living off off HLV and light, you know, possibly. So but without yeah. that, you can't show off the lights. <laughs> but yeah, but, but I'm just trying to you right, true. Well, I'm trying to use an example, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, you know, this has been good to me and my family. It, it has. So but yes, there was that that opportunity, and, and really none of you guys would have turned it down either. Um, and it's been an excellent deal, really it has. Um, I feel like I'm talking to more um, subscribers and followers and people that buy lights more now than I ever did before. Um, I'm answering a lot more emails, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, I get up every day and I check my HLG email to see if anybody has a question about a light, if anybody wants to make a purchase, uh, anything like that. All right. That's one of the first things th that I do. So, um, yeah, it was an excellent deal in that. And that's where I'm at now. Now, yes, I've kind of moved around a lot the last few years with the lights. Actually, it's been the last fucking eight years. It hasn't been, you know, I was with, I ran chilled stuff for a year or more. It wasn't like just a month or two, excuse me. So, but I really want to call HLG home. I don't want to bounce around anymore to lights. I don't want to bounce around anymore to nutrient companies. I, I like Floriflex. I like how Floriflex treats me. I see how they treat their customers. Uh, so I like that. I, that's where I'm at now. I want to surround myself with uh, any of my friends that have companies. I'd like to help them. And I want to be with good companies that are good to their customers and have good customer service because I don't want my name tied to any of that because believe me you guys can't get a hold of them and I'm associated with that company you're emailing me I know it because I get the emails all the time and if I can answer it I will but a lot of times I forward it to the company and I say what can we do they're hitting me up which means they've already probably hit you up but now they're hitting me up because there's no way I, more than likely, I'm not the first choice. They're going to hit the company up first. So it's important. And I, I think it's important for any of you guys that want to do any of this stuff too, to make sure you align yourself with good companies because with good people, because there is backstabbing in every industry, you guys, not just cannabis, but every, every industry. It really is. So <clears throat> buyer beware. <laughs> there you go i kind of rambled on a little bit about that but i figured let's lay out the light history and uh kind of give you guys a little timeline yeah i appreciate it uh real quick i guess uh 
Let me see who it was back here. I want to say Greg Hamilton wanted to know where to do the parts from uh, 4L HLG come from. Kind of gear there. Where do the parts come from? Yes, sir. Where do the parts come from? Now, that stuff that I'm trying to learn, but I can't answer that question because I'm not sure where those parts come from. If Steven was on here or GML, they'd be able to answer that. And that's one other thing I want people to know. I don't know everything about these lights. I'm learning still. I just hung them. So I want to be honest about that. When I cannot answer a question, I'm going to tell you that I can't answer it because I don't know the answer because I don't want to give out wrong shit. So I'm sorry I didn't have that answer for you. I'm excited to see you run them. Uh, be, be honest with you, I've heard good things about them. Me myself, I'm a little excited about the the bar lights. I like the coverage of them. Uh, I've got an eight eight bar uh, six forty active grow uh, active grow LED. Throwing that out there because that's just what it is. And uh, but I like it, man. I, LEDs have come so far. So far, I mean, the time to pull down, as far as I'm concerned, my HPSs are long past. Yeah, I thought I was actually uh, gonna be able to take one down not so long ago. I had one take a shit it with me on me, and I was like, Oh, if it's a ballast, it's gone. And uh, it was a bulb. I was like, Shit, <laughs> I actually even called up, yeah, I got a hold of like, gotta be the balance. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> I hit met up. I know that fucker's had a light. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking uh, yeah. At this point, I think one of the biggest bums would be actually the, as a the slab stuck on them that I've worked so hard to develop all these years. The momentum, man. That's gonna be the suck. To see the old dinosaurs come down. It's gonna be like, man. Now all the slaps are gone. Where am I gonna put all my slaps now? Because I gave them away to my uh, my nephew, my my one of my oldest nephews, because uh, we're recreational here. So he's like, "Hey man, you got it. I'm like, "Yeah, dude, come on over here." So I gave him all my uh, old hoods, and they had all the stickers on it. So he's got all that stuff. <laughs> what you want? What we got some primal punch over here. We got some garlic lunch. We got some wedding cake. We got some mimosa. You want some primal? All right, here you go. <laughs> we got the smorgasbord. <laughs> That's the beauty of being a grower there. It's the beauty of being a grower there. Oh, In yeah. fact, I've said this many times. If you in COVID times, if you've got to be stuck anywhere, man, what a better time to be a grower than right now? Be stuck home in your garden. It's like wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? Damn, I can't go anywhere. I just gotta stay here and grow the sweet, stinky weed. Damn it! Man, <laughs> the weed the whole time. You know, I we haven't been out. Nope, <laughs> not at all. Actually, you know, but. I'm on the front lines of people that are actually having a hard time finding it these last few months. Believe it or not, some people have had a hard time finding it. So, uh, yeah, and uh, they come and get it quickly. 
you know, because they don't want it to go to somebody else, too. So it's, it's up and gone quickly. That's the thing, too. Usually around fall, it's uh, it's quite plentiful. But, man, I really, even with, you know, as many people that I see that are actually growing outdoors this year, man, I I really see that shit getting swallowed up just as fast as it's going to dry up. <laughs> I honestly feel that people are just going to hand over fist and snatch it up. What I've been seeing with some outdoors this year is there's some, I actually know a couple of guys right now. We we saw some last weekend. We went out to a barbecue. Okay, um, fucking disease, don't it? No. There's some guys that are going to harp early. Like at the end of September. Well, yeah. yeah, they've already got some killer buds on my brother's plants are even pretty far along for the month day three of september you know so we'll see how that all ends up because he's like asking me when's this gonna come down I was like shit man we usually try to run as far as we can into october here in michigan you know before the frost takes it out so but i see some guys got some stuff that are looking pretty early man so i don't know what's up with that yeah, definitely get some cold snaps up here in northern Michigan. I definitely think it's going to just flip on us this year. It, uh, which like, hopefully that works. Sorry, go ahead, man. I was just going to say, I agree with you. It seems like that. It seems like our weather's changing quickly. Quickly, it's going to fall. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, up here, I've had some 40 degree nights already. 48 degree nights over here, uh, which are great sleeping weather, but <laughs> bad for yeah. cannabis growing, I would think. That's what a wife uh, Open the window, turn the fan on. You know, because then it'll get cold in the bedroom. That's some good sleeping weather there. I, I do. I do. That's. I like it that fucking frosty cold. Uh, so, uh, I do. You, have you grown outdoors? I, do you have any intentions on uh, ever starting anything out there? Um, well, um, we are currently right now here at this house. We are currently in the process. We want to sell it. So, for the last year or two, we've been. You know, I added a new driveway. I had a new roof put on last year, the garage and the house. Uh, we had a new well pump put in. Um, we just remodeled three, the three bathrooms, full, complete gut remod. Um, we're getting ready to put some more carpet in. And uh, yeah, we want to we wanna sell this place. But right here where I live right now, I would not grow outdoors because of how close my neighbors are. Plus the rugrats that run around this neighborhood, yeah, not. Um, shit, if I wasn't here every day, I'd have probably done been ripped off by now. Um, so the next place that we buy, not only does it have to have the room for me and more room than this, I would like, like we looked at a place at five acres. I got that place. Yes, I would probably have a greenhouse outside with light depth. And all that shit so um yeah i would i would love to but currently no not right now um because i'd love to grow and not have to pay an electric bill that'd be nice <laughs> but i like indoor growing too 
Uh, yeah, it'd be nice, but I don't know, man. It'd be only be part of the year. It'd be a whole different, uh, whole different scenario, whole different ball game. But I guess that would be a fun thing to keep it going for you. I mean, you managed to evolve to keep it fresh for you so far. You think that just maybe a twist someday that uh, another evolution to keep you, you know, happy in the cannabis game? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because believe me, I've went and looked at enough properties already and houses that, oh, God, I'd have done bought three places by now if my wife wasn't so picky. <laughs> you know, like the five-acre place, oh, Eagle, you, you would have been like, why doesn't she want this place? Because it, it had five acres, three wells on it, active wells that you can just turn the turn the lever and turn it onto your well. Pretty sweet. And it had two pole barns. The first pole barn was already fully outfitted for like auto, right? Working on vehicles. It even had a lift in it, dude. A fucking lift in it. And, and I mean, it was in our price range. Then down back in the back part of the property of the five acres was another pole barn that had a pull around with kind of a lean to over it but it was really nice to where if you had a boat which he did you just pull around pull your truck through and the boat unhook leave your boat there perfect and inside was a bunch of old horse stalls that Wayne and I would have gutted refloored remodeled Vented, outfitted, a whole ass, sweet ass bro set up. And on the other side of the property, a greenhouse. So, yeah, I wanted it. The one thing that sucked, two things that sucked about it was it was a 1970 house, but it had all the space we need, but they never did any updates to it at all. Like, it's all old heating. We're talking the old vents on the floor, radiator, you know, nothing was updated and she didn't like it, but yet we know how to, we do carp, we can do carpentry, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the other thing that we do. And, you know, we could have done it. I think my wife likes the idea of a, a, a move-in ready house. To me, it was a move-in ready property. That's, that's where my mind is, right? That was move-in ready property. I'll update the house. That's that's where I, I, so she didn't like that. And the only thing that I didn't like is that property had no coaxial cable hookup. I would have had to have been totally satellite. And because I worked for Comcast for a number of years, I already know that for what I do, I do not want internet satellite connection. I need straight coax cable connection. So unfortunately that was the only thing but you know dude i think i could have forced myself to live without it and found a way to upload my videos and all that other shit another way because i'm from that property my mom only lived right down the road so i could have went over there and done it but man dude oh i really wanted that place and it had a pond too man out back that had a bunch of fish in it too man so and you know, my kids want four-wheelers. That property would have been suited for us. Five acres, man. Um, man, I really don't know what she was thinking. <laughs> she just didn't like the house. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to twist her arm to convince her to like the house. If she doesn't like the house, she doesn't like the house. 
so but let's not forget if it's only four bedroom and we want five because that's what she wants we need a five wayne and i will add a five onto it right that's that's what we would do i pull the permit we build another bedroom boom 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 end of story that's the way i see it you know shit, that ain't but a week really <laughs> frame up another bedroom yeah it sounds like a, a nice setup there would it, and who would who would know what i want to fucking lift i mean even if you don't ranch on cars it would be well, nice to that's, just that's my buddy Wayne. other and that's the other thing man there was enough of that property where wayne could pull his camper out back and there was power out there and he he could have his own Feel like he totally had his own gig and then you know he's a mechanic not only is he a carpenter and a painter he is a mechanic he builds hot rods he has a hot rod i mean fucking a he does so he would have been in business i'd have let him set up shop and and you know went and got a license and make money out of that bitch you know just fix my shit if it breaks you know have at it so yeah it, it would have been great I, I would actually like to see go for sale. <laughs> you never know. You might as well, this is how you sell it. You're like, we're going to go through it anyway. We might as well just turn it into what we want now. You know what I mean? And then you'll be happy for the rest of your life. We won't have to do this again. had a bull barn that was big enough that I could have divided it off grow with office garden workroom off the one side and the whole other side i could have parked my boat and camper inside the place too it is fucking badass dude yep she didn't like that house either man i was like holy shit i was just like oh my god so hunting for a house Sucks. I was actually drawing up in my head, you know, I'm one of the people that uh, I've come across like manifestation a lot lately. And uh, I've kind of fucking been drawing up my, my pole barn there for the, the next phase. And I think a 60 by 40 uh, would be amazing. And what I've got laid out in my head this is what I've got laid out in the old melon right here. As far as it's totally the old, uh, totally the man cave grow fucking. Oh man, it's perfect in my mind. It's perfect. Uh, it, it would be a forty by sixty. I think I would take the a forty by forty of it, set up uh, three rooms. You know what I mean? You that give you three twenty by twenties, and then a fuck off room, a staging room, a you know, veg if you needed it, and a staging room, that one quarter there, and then uh, I think I would take the twenty by forty and set up a fucking Joe Rogan gym in that bitch, and then that last half, that last twenty by forty would be my fucking uh, my woodworking slash auto garage right there. I don't think at that point you'd ever even get me out of the fucking bullpark. 
<laughs> I think I would just be in there all fucking day. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I would be high the same way if everything was up in there. So, I mean, really, like, like I was telling my wife, you know, I, I, I want a space like that. I, I need space like that. I, especially the two places, like the pole barns were down away from the house like literally i'd have to ride the quad out back you know unless i wanted to walk which would be fine but you know you could ride the four-wheeler out back to the pull barn it was that far away from the house that to me would be more like officially like i was going to work for that day because it'd be sweet if i had you know the office and all my amenities that i need my computer and my cameras and all that shit down there too and um along with the grow and breeding and you know everything so it'd be sweet that that's really what i want and bigger so that's what i'm on the lookout for and she's on the lookout for a paradise home so i'm shopping for property <laughs> she's shopping for the house uh, which made it tough <laughs> one of us is gonna have to cave Yeah, well, you're pretty damn efficient in the space. I've seen the space. I actually have been in there. Yeah, you're fucking efficient in what you got now, brother. I I would be scared of what if you could spread it out some. Uh, what you'd be doing over there? Yeah, I mean, it'd be a pretty nice system. Yeah, if I could do it. And the thing is, is is you know I'm stuck in this space. And I actually have the ability to be able to expand and the partners that I'm with would be more than willing to help me expand, you know, send me the materials and stuff that I would need to expand, whether it be more lights or nutrients or, or whatever. So, but right now I'm just kind of, I think for the next year, this is what's up. We're just upgrading our house and we're going to sell it. And that's the other thing is the trip is letting letting the realtors come over your house and they want to come in here because they want to look at the garage structure that's what they're looking at when they come in they've been in so many homes from so many growers that they're like fucking used to it it, it was like no shock to them they've seen it they've been around it um, and it doesn't hurt you no more when you sell your house like these rooms um the appraiser already said no that those are personal storage that's what they consider it now because before you were trying to sell your house and you had a grow in it it fucked your value of your house you got fucked they did whack 10 grand off that bitch on you now it don't and that's the loophole that they put in so people wouldn't lose value on their home just because they had a fucking indoor garden in their garage you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, I went through that just like five years ago. Uh, yeah, having to come up with every excuse uh, why people couldn't look in the garage and in certain places, you know, it, it, it definitely makes it harder to move the house. You know, that that's going on. It, it does, and luckily now we have recreational in the state, which has helped that, and it is it is help normalize the, the realtors to it to where now it's not taboo to them it doesn't 
affect the value of your house. Um, you can let them come in because, you know, they want to make money off your house too. So, you know, they want to help you get the most money. So everyone gets the most money. So they want to see like the structure of your home. So, you know, we tried saying no, not to come in. And they were pretty much like, if you got a garden in there, that's why you're not letting us in. We don't care. And it doesn't affect the value of your home. We want to see if this garage is a piece of shit or not. <laughs> Basically, is is what they wanted to look at the, the, the rafter structures and shit. And of course, they were happy to see that it had a new roof on it. And all that shit, but... Yeah, we had a little bit of a fear or an anxiety. You know, you got a stranger coming to your house. You know, you got a, you got a garden here, and um, you, you're not really knowing what people are going to think or how to react. And, and um, it actually went all right. So I guess don't be too afraid to try to sell your house if you got a garden in it. That's funny that uh, they were like, that uh, abrupt about it, you know. Listen, God, fucking, if you're growing weed, yeah, they're like, all right, yeah, they're like, five last weeks. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, they yeah but they've uh, they've came a long way. Then they've came a long way because it sure wasn't like that a few years ago. That's for sure. <laughs> right, it wasn't. And these guys right now watching this show live in the few red states that are left isn't that funny there's less red states than there are green states now so just to let you know people that run your state are assholes because the rest of this country has moved the fuck on but there's guys right now going fuck man i still wouldn't let somebody at my house that's crazy you know so it's unfortunate that, that it's like that still for a few states but uh Hopefully the rest of them will wake up and not prosecute their peoples no more for them wanting to smoke weed. They won't prosecute people for smoking tobacco, right? And that fucking shit straight kills your fucking ass. What's the fucking oxymoron in that? That makes no damn sense to anyone, does it? Don't to me. <laughs> fucking hypocrite bastard. Yeah, yeah, we'll let the tobacco companies sell fucking death. But uh, you'll go to prison for a fucking joint. What the fuck? <laughs> Doesn't uh, weigh out there, especially when the cannabis could be saving your life at oh, some yeah. type of form. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of reports. We've all seen it that the cannabis has done all kinds of great things for people. I mean, holy shit. Look how many of our military comes home and, and and wants to use that to help them cope with their experiences while they're in the military. But yet our government wants to put them in jail when 90% of the country has some sort of cannabis program going on. And that don't make no sense either, man. That's a bunch of bullshit is what that is. It's a fucking bunch of bullshit. So I will my drawer, I can't. <laughs> I can't help but wonder if not now, maybe when you get the new place, uh, are you feeling the organics pr pressure? I uh, mean, I'm like right there. You know, I mean, I, 
especially now that I'm doing this like every day. I get it like every day, organics, organics, organics. I feel like, come on, guys, I'm really not fucking doing anything wrong. You don't have to fucking fake on me. <laughs> but are you? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, are you feeling it too? Well, yeah, I get that question a lot, and it has come up since I have shared several times on a live stream that we're looking to sell our house. Um, yes, people have asked them. Yes, absolutely. I get a place that is, is bigger and I can run some organics and, and, and do that. Absolutely. And um, I sure the hell will. I'll reach out to my friends that are really good at doing it. I will pick their brain. I will learn what I can learn and uh, we'll run some organics. But, you know, that's not going to turn me into like a, an organic snob, though, like to where I'm not going to grow a salt or anything because I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Growing salt. Oh man, I, I'm already, I'm already there. I say I'm like, I'm not like. The dirt's not here yet, man, but I'm like kind of researching it a little bit, and I'm afraid. I'm, I'm afraid there's like. It's a bottomless rabbit hole. I'm afraid that it's one of them things I'll jump in and there's like no fucking coming back. I'll be fucking running around trying to feed everything to fucking worm bins. I'll be Bokashi and fucking shit that I can't fucking compost. I have fuck compost piles everywhere. You know what I was thinking? It was funny is uh, I was watching some of these Bokashi videos and, you know, of course you, you, let it break down and you're taking the juices and shit but then again at some point you take that what's in the buckets and you you know, dig a hole and fucking bury that and I could just see like the neighbors going what the fuck is he constantly <laughs> digging holes and burying shit over there for is he fucking burying gold what the fuck man you got just a yard not even a yard you know full of grass just fucking holes and shit yeah I'm fucking making dirt someday because it's all sand up here now and shit doing a good thing i just i'm afraid i'll fucking jump in and that's you know I'll spend all my time fucking swiping shit out of people, out of you know, people in the house going, put that in the fucking bin. Jesus, that don't go in the garbage. You know where it goes? Worms, Bogachi. Just you know, just fucking tons of fucking bins around the house. I'm afraid I just won't come back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that, not coming back, but I could see where you're, you're going with that because. I think if I did a greenhouse, dude, I think I would, I would probably do it all that way. Organic, some living soil, something, but you know, how do I do that? Can I still do that and keep it automated? <laughs> Cause I kind of, I kind of might need that, you know, cause eventually, you know, just me and Wayne ain't going to cut it. I'll have to bring somebody else on and, um, I kind of like not watering every day. I'm not afraid to do it, but uh, it's nice not to. What's up, chat? I haven't had the chat up yet on YouTube the, the whole time, and I just kind of popped it up on my phone real quick. Oh, man, that's too bad. They've been shouting me out. You better, yeah, you better they, say some oh, sorries or something. Totally yeah. I do see now that there's 100 yeah. I apologize, you guys. I just get all chatting away. That's why I was just sitting here. I was like, man, I wonder what chat's doing. So now here I am. And this is another thing, too, is I've gotten 
this is bad, you guys. Okay, I used to do all this stuff. I do, I do all this stuff without without Wayne, right? My buddy Wayne. I've known him for twenty whatever years. Now he's here from Tennessee. He's moved here. He lives here with me, and so he does this with me, right? He works the garden with me. We're doing the improvements in the house and all this shit, and uh, um, I get used to him reading the chat. <laughs> Because he reads the questions, right? When I do the live stream, he's, so, so that's become kind of cool and helpful to have somebody that that reads the chat and tries to find a, you know, good question. So I've gotten used to that, and, uh, and of course, people make fun of me because in the videos now, they see mostly Wayne. Well, that's because I'm holding the camera. That doesn't mean that's not because he's doing every cotton picking thing, and I'm just kicking back here counting the fucking Benjamins and smoking the fucking weed. That's that's not not the case. I'm still doing the stuff and still helping, but I'm like, okay, Wayne, this is how it goes, you guys. This is the background. You do this, let me grab the camera, I'll get a quick clip of that, and then we'll move through and transplant the rest or do whatever we're doing, build this system, do that, that, that. So that's kind of how that goes. And then uh, he's like yeah, uh, the other day, well, maybe I should start picking up the camera and learn a little bit of the camera and uh then you can get back in the films and i'm like okay so maybe we'll see that i'll, I'll uh hand him the camera and you know then you guys will see my hands again or whatever but sometimes people throw uh rib shots at me about that and make fun of that but he's been a great help and uh i totally appreciate him a lot so it's nice to have somebody Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks there, Greg. George, let me see the heck name. Nope, Greg. Hey, Ned, while you're yeah. uh, dressing, Chad, do you mind if I open these tents up uh, while you're no, go doing ahead. some shout outs? Go right ahead. <laughs> Ew. Just that time. So you girls back here, bud. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna show us? Well, it just happens to be that time that I do this anyway. This one here is a. This is a GMO times primal, and that's a wedding cake back there. These two. You know all this. Oh, no, All right. Oh, somebody's in chat being a troll, huh? Whatever, who cares? Hey, turn your camera. Oh, now I can see. What's up, John? Yeah, you know, I kind of agree. I, I, I see here in chat talking about adding all these different microbes and mushrooms and all that to the organics. I think to me, it would just be cool to, I guess, experience it, gain that knowledge, but I can see where you're coming from. 
is it really worth it to add all of that stuff when we're already coming to the point doing it this way without having to having to add all that stuff so i totally get that point um and and maybe i won't like it maybe i will think it's too much maybe i'll think it's a waste of time you know because i'm more of an indoor synthetic grower um so to speak yeah you know uh shipwreck uh most of my lives are on instagram right now but i want to bring them back to youtube for sure there's cores in the air that fold into the system yeah. oh they want to know what size tent you just opened up there eagle what size tent? They're uh, all four by eights is what I run. And these eight. ones over here, my sh shoulder there, uh, this one right here in the front is uh, GMO or garlic punch. And that one in the back there is uh, a wedding, the taller one in the back. And uh, the ladies over there, that whole front row there is a uh, I guess that would be the gar uh, garlic smash right garlic. there. Blow it up. Uh, or the garlic punch. Garlic punch. I'm sorry, brother. Garlic it's punch still, I, it, it's still, the, the smash I'm still used to the new. <laughs> I got still, they're still labeled testers here. I'm not used to the names yet. Yeah, yeah. Still catching well, that. I actually seen it in a post the other day. I'm like, oh shit, that's what I'm supposed to be calling it. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm trying to get you. I don't know why this is under my uh, MG1C company Instagram account. I've been trying to get you into that tester chat group so you can be part of that. And, and, and I don't know why it's not working. But yeah, I've been trying to get you in on that. But once you, and I announced there, you know, we're going to put the names out or we talked about the name, but once you start handing tester screens out to people, and if they have an Instagram following, you know, people are constantly asking, what's this? What's that? What's that called? What's this? What's this? What's that called? What's that? So kind of when you start getting to the point when you're handing out testers to your testers, not just you, you might want to think about throwing a name on it, which in actuality, could end up being a bad choice. Like for instance, the garlic punch. I named it garlic punch after we shot it around a little bit through the chat group. It was just a really great name. It, Wolverine actually came up with the name, Wolverine Rose. And then we get to sample it. <laughs> and there was definitely way more like fruity pheno undertones than there was of the, when I, at least out of my batch, than there was of the GMO type mix, which I do have one and that's what I currently kept. And in veg, it kind of smells like GMO. It has that GMO stench. So um, that was just kind of an example of naming a strain early that I could have named it something else other than garlic punch. But you will find the GMO phenos in there, which has a can have a garlic tone to it so yeah but smash cake i think that's a great name <laughs> for the that wedding cake i think we're going to be 
Cross. We're pretty safe with that name, but generally, yeah. I mean, Vader even said that to me. He's like, you know, <clears throat> we don't want to really name things too early. He's like, but really, when you start handing them out to the people, because not only are your testers your testers and giving you data, but in a way, they're your kind of your pre-marketing team. I mean, let's be honest here, right? Really, that's what they are. And that's another one of my requirements if you're a tester is you have to be willing to be on a public account on Instagram and YouTube if that's what you're doing. I have a tester that doesn't have a social media account, but he does send me emails and I see his pictures and all of that stuff. But the guys that have the social media followings, let's be honest, they're part of your marketing team. You know, if they're showing pictures and stuff. So um, it's to your advantage for people to have it on a public account. Um, and it ends up being to their advantage too, because you know, I'll repost, then they start gaining more, more notoriety, more followers, and it just kind of goes on. Um, but if you're a person that feels like you have to go into private for a reason, obviously I wouldn't stop you from doing that. Um, you know, but that is generally one of my requirements. So, and cool thing back in the day, we used to want to have you guys to have um, sweet cameras too. Not, you know, you know, my big camera back there, that's expensive, but Nowadays, the phone cameras are so awesome now, you guys, that just bang. 97% of my photos are this right here, right here. And, of course, I've learned how to take good photos with the iPhone and stuff like that or any cell phone. But the cameras nowadays that are coming on this thing are awesome enough. They get the job done. So there you go. They are amazing cameras, especially you know, learn how to fucking, you know, actually tap on what you want to, you know, just tapping on things, uh, giving that thing a heads up early, what you're really wanting to look at increases uh, the quality of that pick alone. Uh, and they are, man, the 100 times zoom on that uh, S20, I think that camera on that thing's just amazing. All, all my Samsung phones have been great. Is that what you're running there? Is that what uh, you got there, Santo? No, this, I have the iPhone 11. Now, this is not the Pro. The Pro has actually three lenses on it. So I just have an iPhone 11. As you guys see, I got the chat up here. You guys are going nuts on the chat there. Um, and I've, I've always had an iPhone. Now, I did get the Galaxy 9 Plus because it actually had an F-stop on it. Which, if you're into photos and take doing photography, you know what an f-stop is. And it can be important to help you do better photos, especially with low light. And sometimes, us guys doing cannabis shots, we're working in some low light. Sometimes, sometimes we're working in highlight. So, um, to have a camera on a phone that you could be able to change that stuff and work, that was awesome. But I've come back to the iPhone because I freaking can't stand the droid shit. I just can't do it. I think it's because I've started out with an iPhone and I just, I just, I couldn't get that. That's the phone Wayne has now. I gave him that phone. I was like, you can have that dude. Um, and he's a droid dude. So he's happy and I'm happy. But uh, yeah, most of these cell phones nowadays, any of these new ones that you guys are getting, 
they come with great cameras on them, man. Some are better than others, no doubt about it. Uh, do your research, but just the simple phone now and nice, good, steady, focused picture goes a long ways on social media, no matter what you're doing, whether it's cannabis or, or you just shoot pictures of your family. So that's most of my stuff's right here. Can I do the videos though? Right there. Now, some videos do come from this that I use. Um, not very many. Most of those don't go on YouTube. Any videoing I do with this generally goes to Instagram. That's what I do my videos from. <laughs> and I'm still doing the one shot, one kill. I don't edit none of my shit. I fuck up and I'm like, yeah, I ain't even fixing this. Hopefully you get a laugh out of it. <laughs> Post it. <laughs> I've got to be the most non-editing creator out there. <laughs> I've had I've had guests that hit me up after the show and go, "Hey, something happened during the, my episode. Could you edit that out?" I'm like, "Yep, no. <laughs> Here's your two choices: either you go through your video and tell me exactly what you want out, or I'll take it down. Your choice." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I am not going back through it. Like show disclaimer with your guests. Okay, this is how it works. Uh, no editing. So, uh, you know, watch your fucking mouth, dude. So let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> roughly. Roughly. I, I kind of went over that roughly with you, but I figured you knew that. So I, oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I even said that you, you've got, you know, what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Here's one of your new testers right there. Is fact, uh, BDWD grows yeah. there, man. I seen him <laughs> pimping out the fucking sign and everything made practically made you a room brother. And I, I want to tell you before you say anything else about him, I had him on the show. I I want to say it was a uh, pre pre tester because he's a new tester, correct? Right? Oh, yeah. yeah uh, he was hoping to score a uh, med grower gear. He was just like, man, I, you know, I'm getting my ball on, and I fucking I'm hoping to like get some real fucking genetics. I'm hoping to score some fucking. Uh, some med grower one gear and then the next post i seen a little bit down a week or two down the road he's got the sign up and i know for a fact because when i talked to him man that like that was like a level for him you know what i'm talking about as all of us uh, think it is you know what i mean you get called up by i'm i'm honored to be running the and be in the click and running the gear so i know for a fact when he he got it he was like he that, I'm willing to say I haven't talked to him, but I'm willing to say he probably didn't sleep for you know a day or two. He was just <laughs> pumped, just retooling that room. Uh, uh, I, I really believed that, that to be true. And what a great guy! I'm glad to see him. You brought him on the he's team. He's bought uh, a, a bunch of the uh, you know merch too. Which, thank you. Yeah, uh, actually, I do believe three one three grower hit me up, put a little word in for him. I totally trolled his Instagram, uh, and uh, yeah, then I just kind of, I hit him up, or he hit me up, one of the two, I could be wrong, he can correct me in chat here, I know he's in there, um, 
And yeah, we just start talking. And I look at it like this. Not every one of my testers can be some named YouTube or named Instagram grower, right? Um, so that, I mean, that's kind of how I looked at it. And, you know, you got, I got to give other people a shot. Plus, I want to see it grow in other environments. Um, you know, so that, that's really how I looked at it. So, yeah, as time goes on here, I'm going to start, as I start getting more strains and I start needing more help with testing, I'm going to start giving more people the opportunity to be a tester. I do have a website that I hope to be getting out before the end of the year. And I probably will have, you know, how to become a tester on there and, and, and shit like that. So um, I will be giving other people opportunities. So it's not just about who you know and who you rub elbows with or who put in a good word. Um, I will be giving other people opportunities. Um, yes, it will help you if you're an experienced grower. Um, it doesn't mean you have to have a thousand five hundred subscribers if i get on your instagram and or if it was on private and then you open it up and let me start looking and you have excellent garden i mean the health of the garden i mean is garden you know you can tell what type of a grower somebody is when you start looking around their pictures of their garden and even the room of their garden is, is it clean is it organized? It starts telling you about that person a little bit. You know, I don't want to over, you know, you know, analyze somebody, but you just take those types of things in consideration. And, you know, yes, I sent him a fat pack of seeds. He got every tester strain that I have. I sent him some slaps. Um, he got a nice pack of slaps and he's just been tiddly winks ever since. I invited him into the tester chat. Um, the guys all welcomed him in um, and they didn't give a shit that he didn't have, you know, 10,000, 20,000 followers or anything like that. They welcomed him in and became friends. And the first day I remember I welcomed him in and my man BG, who we went last weekend to his barbecue. Oh man. I, I let BG in chat too, which he should have been a long time ago running some of my stuff too. And uh, he's a bomb ass grower. And uh, they just had a day chatting, man. Just da -da -da -da. The, the tester chat was, I was getting alerts constantly. Wayne and I was sitting next to each other and it's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so that's cool. Cause you know, their excitement and they're excited. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate uh, uh, him coming on, cracking my seeds, making space going to put in the time and put in the effort of running a test because most testers again i don't i don't want to stereotype people but i, I want to be real here most people that try to get in to be a tester they they just they just want the gear i mean let's be honest they, they do they just want the gear and um but that doesn't mean everyone's like that so we got to give people chance and then it's my job to to weed out who's serious and who's not who's giving you the data and who's not you know and i think that's how a lot of guys guys are doing it so there you guys go 
that that's just my take on it. And it might not be the right take and everyone might not agree on it. But if you've hit me up to be a tester and I haven't answered you back, um, please don't get offended and, and take it personal. Um, just keep keep trying, keep asking. And you could be you could be like him the next thing you know you're a tester. But I am going to open it up to more because I got more strains coming. I need more things tested and I need more good growers, testers that really want to do that and follow through to the end. That's that's the big thing too, is a lot of the other guys, some of the guys, they don't follow through to the end. And I think that's because they didn't realize how much was all involved on top of what they already had going for themselves. So, because you know, guys want the info, you know, how the seedlings doing, how do they look? Do they, do they look twisted, retarded? How's the growth looking on them? You know, how's flower going? How's, do you see any nut sacks? Is it Herman? Uh, did you try a light sensitivity test? Because I have done that. I have tried to get gear to Herm, you know, to see if it does. So, yeah, I, I think I've rambled and, and I welcome him on and I'm, glad that he's happy that, that that he's on and you know there'll be more of you guys that get opportunities to uh become testers for mg one soon 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 yeah did you get a chance to make it over uh there to uh bg's yeah i Barbecue did uh, yeah uh uh the wife lane and i we ventured out to uh bg's house him and his wife um, put on a little shindig. Three one three grower was there. Um, Wolverine was there with his girlfriend, and yeah, I mean, all of us, a bunch of us guys were there with our girls, and uh, there was edibles there. BG and his wife had. Uh, I was supposed to be there. I fucked up. There. I regretted it. Yep. I regretted it all fucking day. Yep. Uh, <laughs> tons of smoke going on, of course. Um, it was a nice day that day. He. Uh, had uh subs brought in you know so they kind of catered the the thing and uh it was it was sweet man i'll definitely go again i think what i'm gonna do uh i was kind of talking to him i think i'm gonna have a barbecue and uh invite them over and of course you over you've been over so we'll have you over and uh yeah because you know i did that before with the pup the guys would come into town and, uh, you know, I missed doing that this year. I didn't get a chance to do that because we didn't have a big event. Guys didn't fly in from out of state and shit like that. So, yeah, I think I'm going to try it myself. And I even pondered the idea of making it a, a a boat day, too, even though we're really to the end of the season. So maybe that would be more of, of next year. Do a barbecue. I'll have my boat. We can tube, kneeboard get a bus on, hang out, eat food. So the only problem is, is if we're in a public place, yeah, they still don't like us to smoke cannabis wherever the hell we damn want. But so I've been thinking about it too. So yeah, it was a good time. It's too bad you didn't come. We, we hung out for, I don't know, three, four hours. And then we had to go back home because the kids and shit. But uh, it took us about 45 minutes to get there from my house. So it That's, I think he gave me a little bit of a pass because I sent him like a, you know, I busted my ass because I was a little bit behind on the eight ball to like free up the time anyway. And uh, 
even that night, you go back and watch the night before the show. I'm like, man, I really want to go. And everybody in chat's going, dude, you're a fucking dumbass if you don't go. And I like, I'm like, I know I'm a dumbass if I don't go. And I didn't end up going, but I sent him a. It was a three and a half hour roll for me, there, one way. So we we're looking at a. I was looking at a seven hour trip, round trip to go hang out for like two hours, two three hours. Which was as much as I wanted to, it was hard to justify seven hour car ride when I was seven hours behind on work. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's where I kind of fell in on that. So yeah. I I, I, home regrettably. There's been so many events that I went, didn't go to that I regretted. The last barbecue that BG had, I regret not going to that one. That one was a really big one. Um, you know, so yeah, and, and plus other events that I haven't gone to that I wish I, I would have gone to. So Summit Vehicle City, I wish I would have went to that I didn't go to and stuff that I, I need to start doing. I, I need to get out and go to more of the local, not just the cannabis cup for my times and all that shit. I need to do some more of the smaller, smaller stuff that's actually just as fucking fun, if not even funner. So, so do you see as you know on the other side of things now, as like a, a breeder, are you gonna do the grueling tasks of uh, events if they ever come back? Is it you know, is it well, worth it? I you know, as I flown seeds there for a bit, and then sometimes it just for the price you had to pay for the booth. Uh, sometimes it just it you only broke even in some of the cases. I will I will answer this question and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up having to go after this. But yes, if the events come, I will. But I have another I have an opportunity that I mean even you would too, but I have an opportunity. Luckily I have friends in the industry. Like Broly and I early on in the year last winter, we talked about the Denver Cup going to that event together sharing a booth splitting the cost of that and uh you know just just going together so that's more along the lines what i'm looking to do is uh share a booth with somebody split the cost um stuff like that and he was more than willing to do that because you know it helps him with cost it helps me with cost we help each other with advertisement and branding and advertising and it just really works out for both of us um He's the concentrate man, I'm the seed man, you know? So we're not stepping on each other's toes um, and we would be helping each other sell, sell products. So that's more along the lines, probably what I would be looking to do at events. So yes, if I got seed stock and they come and I got a friend that wants to share a booth and we want to get together, yes, absolutely. I would do that and, and, and be there. So, and yes, you're right, it, it can be expensive, those 10 by 10 booths were $3,000 to $4,000. So right there, you have to make that money back. Plus, if you're an out-of-stater and if you're a bigger company and you got employees coming, you know, you got all that overhead and the hotels and all that stuff. So, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta make all that back. Now, with that said, I know guys that have made 100 grand. 50,000, 60,000, 
So there's guys out there that are making their money back and they continue to do it for a reason because they're continuously making their money. So, and not every event's profitable and some you just break even. So yeah, it can be risky, <laughs> but yeah, that was the plan. So man, last time you, uh, you snuck out before I could get the sound bite from you. In fact, twice now you've snuck out before I could get the sound bite from All right, you, man. Let's get that sound bite. I'm ready for it, brother. All right. You know what? I, do you know what I'm looking for here? What do you want me to say? Me. Basic. Well, if I have to lay, well, you can embellish on it, but this is the bottom line. This is what I'm looking. Something along this line is like, hey, I, this is Med Grower One, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle. Oh, yeah. 164, something like that. You can embellish, you can I, I tone it I down. I don't really time. give a shit. I, I know I did it one time in one of your episodes, so that, that's it. So here we go. This Med Grower One talking shit with fucking Eagle. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Take it. Thank you very part. much, man. No, that's I'm that's fucking stoked with that. I'm ha totally happy with that. Fucking, I just want to fucking thank you, Med Grower One, for sure, because uh, you know, it this is valuable time on your part, and uh, I appreciate it. And again, even after I canceled on you last week, by the way, I want to tell you, uh, completely sorry on that. I'm a fucking asshole, butthead, whatever you want to call. I even made it a point to get out there and say, hey, Med Grower One would not fucking do that to me. He is not like that. He, I've had a lot of cancellations in this 164, and it's all like kind of been on the other end, but I wanted to make it a point right that day that well, I was like, Med Grower One isn't that fucking guy he would have most definitely fucking showed up i was the asshole that canceled because i didn't want that to be out there that you know you were another guest that just didn't want to be on the show because i knew oh, quite the opposite there oh so man i appreciate you even after the cancellation to go hey brother I, i'll be happy to come back on so it's thank me. you thank you very much no worries dude there's one thing i know plus i know you so you know I, I knew something. There's a reason why you didn't, you know, you had to cancel. But it's one thing I got to say about this is always stay true to people, man. You know, and it, it just, it just really works out better. Um, and, and that's one thing I, I always try to do best I possibly can to stay true to people. Yeah, man, if there's some trolls out there that are really hounding me, yeah, I'm going to block your ass just because I don't want to fucking be fucking heckled by it fucking no more. But, you know, I try to stay true and transparent. And if you're going to do social media, anything, I think that's probably the best thing you can do because people resonate with that. Real people resonate with people that they feel like are being true to them and staying honest. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, I, I divulge some things uh, with, and some things I don't, you know, with companies I work with. You know, and stuff like that, so. That's one other little prop I want to give you, you know, that uh, I really admire you about you. It's moreover as a grower and a breeder is a, a family man. You know, I, I don't take a note that uh, 
you know, you could have pushed harder and fucking in the, you know, doing things, but you didn't, you know, you were like, no, I, I got to keep the family unit solid. I'm calling Sunday's my day. Fucking yeah, I ain't taking, you know, no bullshit. This is my time. It's family time. And that's really fucking important. And that shows, you know, that you're, you're very grounded you know, to me anyway. And that's pretty awesome of you, bro. Family is a huge thing to me. And, you know, if I didn't have, I'll be honest, if I didn't have the little ones that I have now, I'd be way out there, you guys. I'd be way more out there, out in the public, uh, a lot more interactive, um, probably pushing my brand a lot more. Um, so, but, you know, that's all coming because pretty soon those little ones are going to be off to school and, and doing whatever, and that's going to free me up a little bit. And uh, So, yeah, that is very important to me. Um, so thanks for recognizing that. And I know you family means you've all grown up. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's what I was just getting ready to say. Phase two is even more expensive. You're gonna have to be out there fucking hustling. <laughs> College and all them other toys are you're gonna miss the days of PlayStations when it comes to fucking cars and shit like that. <laughs> my wallet I tell him I'm broke all the time I'm broke dude I'm broke no you're not I'm like yeah I'm just broke dude you know he's trying to hustle me right now for a $300 bicycle and I've asked him straight up now, real quick I'll finish this off and I gotta go I asked him straight up what are you gonna do for that $300 for that bicycle this is 13, right? I'm like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do for me? All right. Um, or what are you going to do? I said, what are you going to do to earn half that money for that bicycle? I'll pay the other half. Well, he said to me, nothing. You're just going to buy me it. And walked away. That's it. That's how he thinks, how, how he thinks that rolls. So he texts me 16 times in a row. Buy the bike, buy the bike. That's what it said 16 times in a row. <laughs> but, you know, and if he put in half an effort to earn that $150, uh, dad would probably just buy him that bike. But I'm not going to just buy him the bike because he just thinks I have the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not how shit works, homie. <laughs> so, anyways. Dude, there is... There's one thing, yeah, I just want to throw this out one parent to another. If he really wants it, and this is a, Jim Rohn is a, an amazing speaker, and especially like financial investments. And he actually has like a little seminar on uh, uh, teens and um, financial, you know, stuff. And it's probably about a half hour long, but man, it's wise investments. It teaches them how to like take uh, out of every buck. You know, you can hit spend 70, 70%, but then you better take uh, 10 for uh, passive investment, you know, uh, uh, 10 for, uh, you know, just banking and then 10 for charity. So you always put 30% back, but it's a, you know, a very good course on money management. And he talks just like this. It's funny that uh, you said that because in the beginning as he's talking about it, when he's talking about uh, asking his parents for money, uh, 
that's what he would get. You know, it, it's so easy to give them the money, but they won't respect the money if you just cut them the check. But if you ask them, what are you going to do to get the money? Well, now you're setting them on the right course. It gets them off thinking, you know, how can I get the money? What can I do? But, you know, if he really wants it that bad, I'd make him sit through that half an hour, you know, and just be like, yep, I'm taking notes too. <laughs> a month for that bike for a month and i've been giving him all the chance in the world to make an effort towards it and he hasn't he just thinks i'm gonna buy it and that's not happening so but hey thanks for having me on totally appreciate it i hope you guys all had a good night tonight and uh hope to see you soon dude get okay. out in the world here and smoke big fatty long overdue man long overdue thank you and uh you get you arrange that barbecue you're not three and a half hours away i'll be there <laughs> right <laughs> right on man all right you guys all have a good night peace peace brother thank you yep. med grower one popping in for another great episode i hope you enjoyed this 164 episode all I forgot to ask him for is if you're listening, man, throw your uh, HLG code in there for him. They were asking about it earlier on if you had a code to save them some money. So, Med Grower One, if you had your HLG code, I'd appreciate it if you threw it up there in chat for him. Well, thus concludes this portion of tonight's episode of 164. I will be back at 1130. I don't really have anything lined up as of yet, so it'll probably be a rabbit hole or free-for-all such. If you guys are bored later and you've been a past guest and you want to hang out, well, roll up your shit and get ready. 11.30 comes fast. So uh, thank you for tuning in on this early episode. I've seen a bunch of new names. I kind of need to go back and uh, catch some of them for the list. But, uh, and again, all the thank yous come at 420. I just don't have 20 minutes right now to shout y'all out. But I appreciate all of you guys. For those that you may, may not tune in later today at 1130, thank you very much for your time. And uh, do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. It's so simple to do. Uh, hello, how you doing? You look beautiful today. Can I get that door? Here's some free nugs. Uh, here's some seeds. One of my favorites. Uh, all, all good things. Even little things mean a lot. So go out there and at least be nice to somebody. If you can't open a door, even a, a thank you mean can take you a long way. But hopefully I'll see most of you guys tonight at 1130 for the rabbit hole. Until then. You grab a bite to eat, get a little bit of work done, and uh, I'll see you then, 1130. Thank you. Good night. Peace.